You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I started to realize that not being an expert isn't a liability, it's a real gift. If we don't know something about ourselves at this point in our life, it's probably because it's uncomfortable to know. If you can die before you die, then you can really live. There's a wisdom at death's door. I thought I was insane. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do because there was no internet. I don't know, man. I'm like, I feel like everything is hard. Hey y'all, my name is Kat. I'm a human first and a licensed therapist second. And right now, I'm inviting you into conversations that I hope encourage you to become more curious and less judgmental about yourself, others, and the world around you. Welcome to You Need Therapy. Hi guys, and welcome to a new episode of You Need Therapy podcast. My name is Kat, I am the host and so glad you're here. Before we get started, quick reminder that although this is a podcast hosted by a therapist and it's called You Need Therapy, it does not serve as a replacement or a substitute for any actual mental health services, but we always hope that each episode can help you somehow along whatever journey you are on. Now, before we get into the episode, quick reminder that I started a cute little Instagram page for my private practice, Three Chords Therapy. I would love for you guys to follow that account and give it some love. It is so far so aesthetically pleasing to the eye. I am having a lot of fun utilizing the like brand color colors and fonts and stuff of three chords and having a little creative space for myself there. So even if you don't read posts, sometimes they're just pretty to look at. You can also follow the podcast at Union Therapy Podcast and me at Kat Defada if you would also like to do that. Now to get started today, I want to share a little story that I think you guys will enjoy, especially if you've been following along for a while. So in January, I had this experience where I got the wrong bagel order and I ended up in tears. I ended up upset with 
Patrick, my boyfriend at the time, now fiance. And if you're interested in the details of the why behind the what, that is an episode you should go listen to. It's, it is relatable and it's also a little entertaining and there is a nice lesson in it for me. And I think something you guys can take as well. But if you want to hear the details of that, you should listen to that whole episode. I'll link it in these show notes so you can just click and go right to it. You can also type in bagel and uni therapy in the search bar and I'm sure it will come up. But part of that experience was a wake up call for me and it helped me realize that I need to, I needed to purposefully start integrating this question. What does this make possible that I had been introduced to by the author, Don Miller and encouraged to use when, uh, Amy Brown and I interviewed him for her podcast Four things last, I don't know if it was fall or summer. It was, I don't know, a while ago. And I really liked that idea. Um, but I, I didn't, Notice that I wasn't purposefully integrating that question into my life, even though I was talking about doing it a lot. And in a nutshell, that question, what does this make possible, is a way to stay out of that icky victim mode that oftentimes comes in and kind of takes reign over situations in our attitude in times of disappointment. And it allows us to actually take ownership of our stories and our circumstances. And it is such a helpful, simple question to ask. So since that experience, I was like, okay, I really need to start asking that question on purpose more often, just rather than just thinking that it's a nice question and hoping that it's going to pop in my head when something hard comes up. So I've been working on that for the past, I guess, seven months. And then this past week, it paid off in the best way. And I got a really cool experience of how that question can help me move through something and also good data to support the idea behind some of that question. So my fiance and I, Patrick, originally had our engagement photos scheduled for June 5th. Mind you, I'm not somebody who really loves to take photos and do photo shoots like that. It's something when I worked in fitness and I had to do, I kind of dreaded it for multiple reasons. But I was excited about these because, I mean, who doesn't want really cute pictures with their partner? And it was going to help kind of like get us ready to send out save the dates and do stuff like that, like fun parts of of the wedding process, full parts that I think are fun. So we scheduled these photos for June 5th and it was, I made sure it was like the perfect setup. So it was a week after our beach trip. So we would be nice and tan and our skin would be looking good. And I took the day off of work. I think I actually ended up seeing one client that day, but I took the majority of the day after work off of work. I scheduled my hair appointment that morning and my hairstylist actually worked on her day off to do my hair for that. And if you're looking for an amazing hairstylist in the Nashville, Spring Hill, Columbia area, look up Margaret Jane Beauty. She's amazing and so kind. So she did that. I scheduled my makeup trial that day so I could have really pretty makeup and I could just feel like, you know, kind of pampered that day. I wanted it to be a fun day, partly because I don't like love taking pictures, but that all was fun. So I set all that up and we had decided to do our photos at this outdoor location near downtown because we wanted this city downtown kind of look to our pictures. And our outfits were also tailored to that. So actually I just talked about how the Instagram page I made is aesthetically pleasing, but I'm not a real, I don't consider myself a very good visual person. So like identifying the location, identifying the outfits, how I wanted to do my hair, all of that is kind of overwhelming to me, but we did it. I was ready. The day was happening 
And well, as life likes to do, it threw us some curveballs. So as I'm getting, I'm driving on my way to my hair appointment, I have to drive like 45 minutes away, which is worth it to get my hair done by Emily because she's amazing. And I get a text from our photographer asking if we'd be interested in changing our date for our pictures. And at first I was like, no, I don't really want to. I just want to do them today. I also am a business owner that knows that sometimes things come up and there's not somebody to cover for you because you are your business. And so I was very kind about it, but said like, I I have these things set up. I have my makeup set up. I don't know that I'd be able to reschedule it without being charged for the service, which I would understand. So if we could get them done today, I'd like to still do that. And she's very kind and she's like, totally okay. I'm still excited to do them. I just want to let you know. Turns out there was a family emergency. Not going to give details because it doesn't really matter. And I was like, wait a second. No, 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 no. This is a family emergency. This doesn't sound like just a, uh, I'd like to go to dinner with my husband tonight. Can you reschedule your photos? It was a, I really do need to. And so I was like, I am more than happy to reschedule these. And we found a date. We were able to reschedule them. That all worked out. By the way, our photographer is incredible. The sweetest person ever. She also works with her husband. Her name is Glenna Gilbert. And I, I can't say enough wonderful things about her. And she was actually recommended to us by our wedding coordinators, Simply Golden. They're also fantastic. So I will tag all of those people as well. So if you're in this process, you can reach out to those people and hopefully have as the, the luck that I'm having. So anyway, at this point, it didn't feel like luck. So I was disappointed. I would, had just gotten my hair done and I'm like, dang it, I never get my hair done on days that I actually have to somewhere cool to go. Like I always end up getting my hair done. And then like I had to go teach a workout class or I just went home and watched TV. And I always joke about, I need to schedule my hair appointments on like date nights or stuff like that. So I had, I done it. And then this happened. And normally I'm the type of person that would probably complain about something like that. I would be understanding, but also be like, Oh, this is so annoying. Like da da da. But one, I was very understanding and I had this deep sense of this is going to be fine in my body. So I had been working on asking this question, what does this make possible? And it made a couple things possible. One, I was planning on, on driving to my parents' house before the pictures to pick up these earrings that I wanted to wear of my mom's for the pictures that I actually didn't end up wearing, but they're beautiful earrings. And so I wasn't rushed and didn't feel stressed about that. And then I got to spend the afternoon with my nieces and nephews swimming and playing and holding my little baby nephews and I got to feed them and I got to burp them and they, you know, spit up all over me and it was like so cute, but also gross. And I just got to have a really nice evening. I got to hang out with my mom. I got to see my sister. And so I got to actually use this day to enjoy something that I wouldn't have gotten to enjoy. And that was really cool. Fast forward to our new date. I got a date where the makeup artist could do it. It worked for our photographer. It worked for us. Everything was great. A couple weeks later. And of course, of course, all week, there's a chance of rain. Hey guys, Kat here. And I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be 
cozy earth in their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you You Need Therapy after you check out. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All week, there's a chance of rain. And the chance is up and the chance is down and it's da, 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 da. you know, national weather is so unpredictable and I feel like that's weather everywhere. And this is why I would never consider having an outdoor wedding because I have too much anxiety about that kind of stuff. But I had this sense of peace as well that like things are going to work out. Like if it rains, something is going to be made po- possible. And so I kind of been ignoring the rain and then my photographer or day or two or before is like we might need to start thinking about a rain plan. And again, I'm saying, what does this make possible? So what are what are possible rain plans? There are a bunch of options that she gave me, like a home photo shoot, renting a studio, um, doing it at um, the Parthenon in Natural, which um, has like a roof inside of the column, so you can still be outside, but also inside covered. And then also she said you could take them in a hotel lobby. And Natural has a lot of really cool boutique hotel lobbies. However, she said a lot of these cost a lot of money. 
but there was one, the Graduate Hotel, that usually doesn't charge. Now, the Graduate Hotel is super cute. It's also very girly, very pink, and it's it's a vibe. It's a cute vibe, but it is a vibe. Patrick did not like that solution, which I said to him, well, if you don't like the solution I came up with, you can find another one. And I was halfway joking, but I was a little bit stressed. But in my soul, I still was like, it's going to be fine. Like these pictures are still going to turn out cute. Like it's again, part of me was like, these are just pictures, but they're important pictures. So I'm really dragging this story out, but turns out I emailed this, that hotel. And then I emailed some other hotels or one other hotel that is like the coolest hotel ever. It's my favorite hotel in um, Nashville has a really good rooftop. It's just really moody on the inside in the, in the lobby and the bar, which is kind of the vibe of our wedding. But I actually did not know that having like an indoor shoot at a place like this was even an option for, from the get go else I would have probably be, would have been interested in this. So turns out the hotel that we thought was free actually cost a lot of money to take pictures in there. And I got an email from the hotel that I thought was going to cost a lot of money saying, oh, you can come and do this. You just have to fill out a form. So two hours before I need to take my pictures, I'm like calling this hotel and I'm like, are you sure? Like I, I was just told that I could do this. I just want to make sure before we get there. And they're like, who told you that? No, like we don't do that. Hold on a second. I'm going to put you on hold. And then the sweet customer service salespeople were like, so somebody told you that and they shouldn't have said that. But because they told you that you could, we're going to let you do it. And I was like, okay, no questions asked. Like, I don't want to push my luck. Like, we're going to be here this time. Da, da, da. Thank you so much. And I was over the moon ecstatic. So we showed up to the, to the venue and my photographer actually said the last time she shot there, the couple had to pay like something like $400, $500 to take pictures there. And we got to do it for free. And our pictures, we got a little sneak peek, like literally 20 minutes after we took them, she already made a little reel. We got a little sneak peek of the pictures and they are more magnificent and more of what I would have, I wouldn't have been able to dream these pictures up in my head. I can't imagine them being any better if we would have taken them outside at the original location. Like they are so cool. I was so happy with them. I couldn't stop staring at them. And it also ended up being such a fun experience. We got to order drinks at the bar and like have a drink while we were taking the pictures. And after we took the pictures, Patrick and I went across the street to this restaurant that I didn't even know was open and had a fun little date night. And Patrick ran into a friend he hadn't seen in years that gave us a free dessert with our meal. And it ended up being such a cool night that never would have happened if all of the challenges and all the cancellations and all of the rescheduling wouldn't have happened. And what is really interesting about that whole story is during this kind of trying to figure out what we're going to do process, the photographer texted me and said, Hey, like, I just want to check in. How are you feeling? Like, I'm so sorry we had to reschedule and I'm so sorry that this weather is happening. I know that's stressful. And I just had this calmness about me. And I said, you know, I think whatever needs to happen is going to happen. It's going to work out. And I really felt that way. Like I was trying to find a place to have these pictures and I had this level of of stress that then encouraged me to go make a plan, but I didn't feel upset. I didn't feel angry. I didn't feel like the world was against me. I didn't feel any of those things. I kept having this feeling of these things are happening for me. 
What does this make possible? And it made a lot possible. So later that week, I took a trip to Birmingham, Alabama to visit a treatment center called Magnolia Creek. They are a treatment center for eating disorders and they're owned by Odyssey, which is a network that owns a bunch of treatment centers, um, mental health treatment centers of different kinds. And I've made a a lot of really great friends from connecting with the people that work there, one of them being Kayla Carson, who actually has been on this podcast before. So we go to this treatment center. It's a treatment center for eating disorders. I don't remember if I said that, but I also got to take two of three quarters therapy therapists with me, Julia, who was actually on the podcast last week and Josie, my two newest members. So it was really fun to be able to go on a little trip with them. And we went to the treatment center. We were on a tour. We were seeing the houses, everything, the grounds. It was a beautiful place. And we went to the kitchen and we got to meet the chef, which the chef of an eating disorder treatment center is pretty important because there's a lot of food involved in the therapy and just the program in in general. So during our meeting with this chef, he told us a short antidote about something called Biosphere 2 and what happened to the trees that were involved in this experiment. And if you are unaware of what Biosphere 2 is, it's okay because until yesterday, I had no idea what it was. So I'm going to give you in a nutshell what this thing is. And I'm taking this from Encyclopedia Britannica, so you can trust it, I hope. So Biosphere 2 is a research, like a scientific research facility, and it's in Oracle, Arizona. And it was designed to emulate Earth's environment, which is, it's called Biosphere 2 because the Earth's environment would be Biosphere 1. And it's best known for these two missions that they conducted in the early 1990s. And in those missions, in the first one, essentially, there were eight people and they were sealed inside this enclosed dome environment. And it was to study survivability. And from what I understand, the driving force from these studies was to see if there um, was an ability to sustain life in outer space and on Mars and stuff like that. And in the first mission they had, it, they, these eight people went and lived in there for two whole years. Uh, it was in 1991, I'm pretty sure. So in this experiment, the people, they're called biospherians, they were expected to stay in all of their own life. So they had to grow their own food. They had to do literally everything. They were living in this space and everything was self-sustained. So turns out, A lot of people say that this mission was uh, somewhat of a failure, although I think that there's a lot of things that were learned in this. A couple of things happened, one being the oxygen levels were dropping rapidly, what was a, a big deal because it was affecting the health of the people in there. So they ended up actually pumping oxygen into the dome. And so the experiment was somewhat compromised because they had to actually, you know, bring stuff from outside inside. And that mission, the first one, they actually did go the full two years. Uh, Then they did it again after they made some changes. And that actually didn't go as long as they were wanting it to go. And I think that was because of like just the management and finances and stuff like that. It's now, I think, owned by a college research center or something like that. But this was a huge deal back in the 90s. And I'm sure if you were alive during that, you would have remembered that. I didn't remember that because I was like three when it was happening. So I don't have actual experiences of hearing those stories. However, it is very fascinating. And I would, I, I, th- I think there's a documentary right now on it, on one of the, you know, TV network situations. I don't know if it's Hulu or HBO or Netflix, but 
I think I want to go watch that because it sounds very fascinating. Now, when I was at Magnolia Creek, the chef explained that during this experiment, there was a really strange thing that happened that was very confusing at first. And this thing had to do with the trees. So as the trees grew, everything at first seemed great. They grew really tall. They would grow robust. But as time went on and as the trees grew taller, they ended up falling over and and dying and splitting for no real apparent reason at first. Later, it was noted that because the dome was like a closed system, like there's no, it's just like being in a house. It's an enclosed structure that there was no wind inside, which doesn't really feel like a big deal. However, wind causes trees to sway. And in that swaying, it forces them to adapt in order to survive. And so the tree fibers that would face these winds would grow stronger and deeper. And and I am like, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about, yeah, if you're being blown by something, like let's say you're outside and you're being blown by the wind, you kind of have to stabilize yourself. Maybe you grab onto something. Maybe you tighten your abs and your core so you can find your balance. And while you do that, you're strengthening all of your muscles. It's the same thing with the trees outside. And if you just, I mean, if I look outside my house, there's all these trees that have withstood a lot of storms and wind and all this stuff and they're growing tall and they're huge and they're not just falling over when nothing happens but in the dome nothing would happen and they would just topple over so why did he tell us the story and what does this mean for us this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. 
This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So why did he tell us a story and what does this mean for us? Well, it actually could mean a lot of things. But what I see it as, it's a beautiful example of, of what we mean and what I mean when I say that our nervous system needs to be activated in order to become resilient. We cannot become strong without being tested. We have to experience to gain experience. And it's sort of like a wake-up call for us protective types, for the people pleasers, for the ones that are really afraid of the people that we love getting hurt and we want to shield them from that. It makes me think of, in my own life, conversations that I've had with uh, my mom about things that have caused me pain as a kid or did cause me pain as a kid and just like hard things that I went through, whether um, it was at home or whether it was at school or anywhere. And a lot of times my mom meets me with these reactions like, I wish I would have known better or I'm sorry I let you down or I hate that I allowed that to happen or just, I don't know if she says exactly that, but it's of that tone where it feels like, oh, I did something wrong that I didn't protect you from that experience. And I've very often in those moments not had the right words to say to really communicate back what I want to my mom in those moments. I don't know if I am like, oh, like kind of like a roll of the eye of that's not why I shared this. I didn't say this to make you feel bad. And I think I get like that. And I say things like that because when I'm sharing those experiences, oftentimes I'm not sharing them because I I wish that something else would have happened. And I'm not sharing them to guilt somebody or shame somebody from not protecting me from experiences in my life. I share them a lot of times because as much as there is a part of me that wants to erase the pain that the little girl um, and some of my childhood memories felt and experienced, there's a bigger part of me that would hate for her not to go through that. I had to get scratched up a little in order to learn how to care for myself. And I had to get scratched up and I had to learn how to care for myself to realize the strength and the power that I possess and the, my ability to heal. And I also had to go through those things to become the kind of person who would want to make a career out of working in this field. And I hold those things as memories that include a lot of sadness, but not memories that I want to erase from my life and memories that I want, I wish somebody would have protected me from. And there are times when both of those things can be true, right? We wish that we had protection and we gained a lot of resiliency and strength and power through those experiences. And we cannot roll out the red carpet for the ones coming after us, whether those are children, whether those are friends, whether those are just people in the world. We cannot roll out red carpet for every person coming after us to keep them from experiencing feelings that are necessary to feel to move through life and become the people that we really need to become. 
we need to leave a little space for people to walk in the mud a little bit. Because without the discomfort or the challenge, there is little way that we are actually able to learn. And then when we are gone, the people that went through the experiences, when we're gone, what are those people going to do when there's nobody to roll out a red carpet for them? And this isn't to say that we need to just like push people into a fire, right? But like, it's okay to get a little hot sometimes. And it feels cliche, but I just think some cliches exist because they are reality adversity is one of our greatest teachers and removing adversity robs us of life's most important lessons that we all need uh, oftentimes it's nice to read a lesson it's nice to read that oh that's cool that that sounds cool but when we experience a lesson that's how it's rooted in our bodies that's how it stays that's how we actually then move through a process and that becomes our own process and if we move back to the beginning to the story i told uh in the beginning of this episode and those who remember the original bagel story where I wish so badly in the moment that I had the ability to ask myself, what does this make possible? I wasn't yet used to that idea. I wasn't yet used to being able to ask myself, what does this make possible? And I wasn't able to implement that through my annoyances that I experienced big and small. But with every experience since that, I have actively tried to ask myself that question. And now that is becoming my reality, but I had to keep going through little things, little challenges, little inconveniences, big challenges where I was able to have the experience to ask myself that, where then I could gain data that shows that sometimes these challenges bring us things better than we could have imagined. And also sometimes these challenges are not here to hurt us, but they are here to give us an opportunity to become better versions of ourselves. I didn't snap my fingers and that become an easy thing for me to do. I didn't just snap my fingers and I'm like, oh, I'm going to trust the universe. The universe is for me. Everything's going to work out for me, you know, like the lucky girl syndrome. I had to work through this and I'm still working through it. There's still going to be things where it's not as easy for me to ask that question, but I learned to do it through my experiences. And in my experiences where things mess up and things are messy, that is giving me an opportunity to grow those strong roots and build my own resiliency, if that makes any sense. So I used to go to this workout class years ago and the instructor one time said, this isn't hard. This is challenging. The floor is hard. Concrete is hard. This, this thing that you're doing right now, this is challenging. And I actually started to adopt that as something that I would often repeat in my own classes because something being hard feels different than something being a challenge. Where there is a challenge, there seems to be an opportunity for something, something that would otherwise not be there. And I believe that the words that we use matter, the meaning that we make from those words matters, and the questions that we ask ourselves really matter in shaping our growth or shaping our, our struggle and suffering. And something being challenging is so often really such a blessing to us, big and small. I mean like the small inconveniences of your engagement pictures being moved and the big inconveniences of something going bad in business, a illness, a lost opportunity somewhere. Now, do I love this? Honestly, I will tell you, no. I wish life was easy breezy and I wish there was a way for us to just be happy and move through life and learn the things and grow and get strong just by nothing happening to us. But that is not our reality and denying what our reality is, it just creates suffering out of what really could be opportunity. Challenges move us to grow, And our growth allows us to take in the fullness of what life has to offer. So I want to end 
and leave you guys with this. Without judging the complexity or the size of the challenge you're facing today or tomorrow or the next day, I want you to continue to include the question, what does this make possible in your experience? And if you do that, who knows, you may just get the engagement photos of your dreams. Something that might be helpful, a way to actively try to do this if you're a journaler, something that you can write about daily. You can say, what challenges were there today in in my life and what did those challenges make possible for me? You can gain some data, right? And so you can be attuned to that idea that challenges can bring us a lot of grief sometimes and also a lot of opportunity and growth for something that maybe we wouldn't have chosen, but it's still good. I've talked about that quote often and I don't know the exactness of it. And I told you guys that I would look it up and I have not done so. But that quote that I found on TikTok that talked about how um, people telling you that everything's going to be okay doesn't mean that everything's going to work out just like you planned. It means that despite life not working out how we planned it or how we hoped it to be, that life can still surprise us because there are things out there that are above and outside of our own understanding. And we want to allow life to continue to surprise us in, in good and in, in wonderful ways. So I'm going to leave you with that. If you have any questions, know that you can always email me, Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. You can follow me at Three Chords Therapy, at Podcast, and at cat.defada. I'll be back on Wednesday for Couch Talks. And until then, I hope you are having the day you need to have. Bye, guys. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.